two Sundays, but I realized that's not really that happened. That's not really true though, because you were preaching to I the did. little one. Three times Sunday that's to true. the little one. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. And yes. then Nick had a little something for the uh, middle school and high school yeah. kids. We had a lot going on this past Sunday, and the topic was on parenting. And then I'm guessing you did. I did on being a child who obeys and honor their parents. Okay, great. And then Crowder kind of filled me in on all that. Um, Nick taught them, and so that was that was really neat to hear from his perspective um, what he got out of the message from Nick. And so there was a lot going on this past Sunday, but it was um, centered around parents, children, all those things. And then the week before that, Corey preached about friendship and biblical friendship. And so um, those are what we're, the topics we're going to cover tonight. So we've got some questions. We can go ahead and get right into it. Our first one um, is on parenthood. And it is, uh, let's see, let's do Landon's question first. Landon's here with us tonight running everything, and he's doing a great job. And um, his question was, <laughs> can you teach your kids too much? I would say definitely yes. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you want to, um, you know, you, you don't want to make it like, obviously the message was the most important thing is to teach your kids mm -hmm. to know and love God. And I think we would all probably agree with that. Um, but that doesn't mean that the only relationship you have with your kids is about trying to get them to know and love God. Um, like I think we want them to love us too, <laughs> that you want to have a really good time with your kids. And, um, if you're all the time, like just preaching and all the time trying to come in with, okay, this verse and this verse, um, then you're almost going to like choke their spiritual life out where it's like, oh my goodness, like, don't tell me another sermon. Like I, I kind of go to that sometimes and I'll hear it from my kids. Like dad's giving us another sermon, you know, so I've got to kind of back off and realize, hey, this is about relationship. This is about me having fun with my kids and laughing with my kids. And uh, so, like, you want it to be, how's your relationship with the Lord? Um, you know, does he just all the time just, like, you know, uh, kind of bark stuff at you or is it like this vibrant relationship where you get to enjoy your heavenly father and so I think you want both of those things you want to catch teachable moments but also um and I would say like the example that you guys had in my life you know um I think you know it wasn't like all the time we came home and it's like okay let's sit down you're just going to teach me this here's this verse let's do this um but it was like your your life your example what we saw we knew that anytime we had anything we needed to know, like you were the first one we came to. Um, so it wasn't that it was all the time, every day, okay, let's make sure we're going through this book or going through this book. It was uh, your life and example taught huge in our lives. So I think it's got to be that, um, the balance of, but your kids will let you know if you're doing too much, I think. That is true. Yeah. I think we were the only family that could never have a family worship time. Seriously, we, we tried. We, we read the books. Yeah. We were supposed to have family worship. Do you remember this? So we gathered the children for family worship, and you and Kiki would just snicker, yeah. just giggle and punch, and we finally just, yeah. So it's a good thing that we were able to teach you in other ways because the uh, sit yes. down <laughs> teaching you at a family altar did not go with yeah. the pastor's house. It, it, it was actually neat because <laughs> Sunday when I was sitting here uh, in two of the services and I was listening to you go through Deuteronomy 6 and you were talking about formal time and informal time and, and I just was remembering some of the things you was remembering but I think in our household 
we did more teaching in those informal times. And, of course, we were blessed to pastor this church but also get to live on a small farm and, and farm a little bit. And I can just remember all of the times when Mimish would have Kiki and Corey and they'd be out doing something. And almost like Jesus, you know, he always found something to make mm-hmm. a parable with. Uh, Mimish was always pointing out things and somehow always bringing that uh, back around to the Lord. And it was just really neat to see. So, so I want to say to you, you can actually do a lot of teaching but you can get by with more teaching if you if you do the informal time mm-hmm. uh, rather than the formal time. You know, try the formal time, but that informal time when you're just out in life, just share with them those things that God's teaching you that you see in the world around you, and your kids will really enjoy those lessons. Yeah, and I'll give you just one practical example. So yesterday we went to um, we went to Bike Tunnel Hill. And so you kind of like read the moments, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for instance, so we're going on this bike trip. We did like 13 miles on the way back. We go over this huge bridge. I mean, this thing's like 500 feet long. You're like 100 feet off the ground. And I'm there with just my three boys. And we're just kind of talking on the bridge. And uh, I can tell this like they're just mesmerized with how big this bridge is. They're checking it out. And I just said, hey, have you all heard about the bridge diagram? And so, like, I literally didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And they're like, no, what is it? Could you tell us? And it was like, I had their attention. I had a hook. And it was like, hey, okay, so here's kind of what. So imagine you're over here. God's over here. And this is like a huge gulf. Now, if this bridge wasn't here, how would you get from there to God? And so they started, like, coming up with ways. And it was like, well, there's no way. you got to have a bridge. And the cross is. And then once we did it, it was like the cross is the bridge. Like, oh, yeah, we've heard that in Sunday school. I was like, yeah, I know, it's cool. And then we just, like, took off again. So <laughs> I sort of, like, waded into it. If they'd have been like, eh, or just like, I wouldn't even, like, went into it. And it was kind of like a cheesy moment. But it worked because we're in such a great place. So mm-hmm. just... Kind of having your antenna up, like, hey, have you thought about this? And if they bite it, because um, I do that a lot, ask a question, throw something out, and then when they bite on it, then it's like, okay, I've got their attention, and they want to know more, kind of open something up. Um, so I think parenting uh, is a lot of that, you know, having those moments where you try to um, kind of get them to ask the questions, and then you're like, the, okay, well, here, I'll let you know. Yeah, that takes me back to college and yeah, campus outreach days, days doing the bridge diagram in the sand that's on right. beach projects. So. Yeah, napkin across the way. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. I also think, I think... And in then the, I told him Lecrae used it in a song just to get cool points. Well, yeah, there so, you go. Um, I think, too, like, as humbling and as hard as it is, I think our kids learn a lot about the gospel when we apologize to them when we've messed up. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to do, especially when you want to say... But the reason I did that is because you were being like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but just to end at the, I'm yeah. sorry, mommy messed up. And I mean, they always, for, I mean, they're so forgiving. Oh, and absolutely. then yeah. that's just a great, like, got physical gospel, yeah. like, situation. And I think, yeah. like I said, as humbling as that is and as hard as that is to yeah. do, um, I think that makes a huge, huge impression on yeah. our children. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Drew had a question, a very practical question. You know our boy Drew. Is this Drew oh. from Seattle? This is Drew from awesome. Seattle. Hey, hey Drew. Drew threw in y'all's rooted link, like right when we went on. He did. He's like, oh, I got it. Boom. Drew yeah. is on it. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, he's, I can't find it now. But it was about video games and like time and all that. I don't see it on here anymore. Drew, send it again if. I don't so you got, uh, let me, there's other comments. But I know it was about video games. So okay. if you want to talk about that and time and. 
what a, like just uh, like what I think, you think it's about more like games? how do you no I think it's like a, a question about time and video games and how you like did we have video games Mimish when we were raising our kids yes. I don't remember okay oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Crowder reminds me a lot oh yeah well you had a Game Boy you had a because I'm like the anti video game dad like I'm like no screens no video games like just go outside like when my kids get older. And they say, like, what, what's the thing your dad, he just always said, go Oh, I found it. I found it. What are some time management ideas when you see the imbalance in your child? Thoughts on in-person friends versus online friends. And then it's. Yeah, video games. Yeah. On, that's yeah. Video so that's games. kind yeah. of like my, like, just go outside. If you're outside, you're great. Like, why are you inside? That's kind of my whole, like, parenting <laughs> philosophy. Just let your kids go outside and everything will be great. Um, but obviously our kids, you know, they get, video games are cool. Like, they like those. We have some time together. We do that. Um, but I think you had a cool idea just recently. So I think you should share that because I think that's a perfect. I didn't know you thought it was a good idea. I think it's great. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so um, I'm reading this book that's trying to get your kids to do like this goes with obedient. I mean, it goes yeah. with all of our parenting stuff. Yeah. So parents, watch out. This is a it's nugget. trying to get your this kids go delivered on to platter. be more involved in like housework, right? Which I just it's just easier for me to do it myself and not them not complain and stuff, which I know isn't teaching them anything. So I'm trying to get better about that. And so I set up this thing where they get two hours of video game time on the weekend, weekend only. And um, if they don't do the things that they're supposed to do housework-wise, like every morning they're supposed to make their bed, they're supposed to um, make sure their room's picked up, one of them's supposed to wipe down the bathroom counter, like all, they have all these things that they're supposed to do every day. And when I go up to their room and check on it, I'm not going to tell them to do it, they're just supposed to do it. And when I go up in the room and check, and they have, I can tell whose clothes are on the floor. If they, if Garnet hasn't picked up his clothes and put them in the dirty clothes basket, then he gets 15 minutes of game time taken away. And so they have jars that have Legos that represent 15 minutes, and they get taken away. So that was really, like, it's a big deal to them. Like, they don't want to get any of that time taken away. So it's kind of worked. So we just started it, like, it's only been going on two weeks, so we'll see. We'll get yeah, back we to could, yeah. But yeah. so far, it's, it's been a good a good thing, and yeah. it involves the video game. Yeah, thing, but I would so. say, like, screens and video games, I mean, it's really, I mean, even, like, man, two hours on a weekend. Like, if you don't monitor, I mean, you're talking mm -hmm. hours and hours, because it's so easy. Wake up in the morning, like, one of our kids gets up super early, and if we didn't monitor, he'd be like, he'd watch, like, five shows before school. And uh, so we've had to make, like, okay, no TV, like, during the week. So during the week, our kids are not allowed to watch TV except tonight. The Keek's watching them. So we're like, you can watch them. I can movie. watch them with Aunt Kiki. Um, but so I think, like, especially, I like, think about the, like, the week and the weekend is kind of what we try to put things. So it's like, okay, during the week, like, we're not going to watch shows. We're not going to, you know, after school or before school. It's like, you're going to, you know, do chores and get up and let's hey, go this, out. Hey, let's be let's honest. This was sent school started back during COVID, COVID everything yeah everything was, I was like no, just there was yeah, a lot of screen yeah, time yeah this is back to normal life we're back yes, to school schedule um, yeah a little bit more schedule so I think then try to think of the weekends like what's a good you know you want to be like a reward you want to be fun but when you get that I think really when you watch your kids you can tell when their little souls get like when you take the game away and they're like just angry and then it's like okay hold on this is taking your heart. This is getting, because let's be honest, a lot of times, especially for a kid, virtual is actually better than the real world mm -hmm. because I'll catch my kids talking about their video games to each other rather than like what they're actually doing. It's like, hold on guys, like this is backwards. Uh, so I think you sense those things when they like video games more than real life and they stop participating in real life. And this is not just a kid problem. This is a adult problem. Um, so I think when you're an adult 
and you can't wait to get back to a video game and you're taking away from real life and family and wife and kids, um, that's a real problem too. So I think you want to really maximize the in-person. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've really learned is in-person, it's thick and it's robust where online, and we've seen this with online church, we've seen this with online Zoom groups and discipleship, it happens, but it's a thin version of the real thing. So it's good, and it's good in moments. If you can't come to church yet, it's a good alternative, but there's something missing. It's a shallow version. It's not thick, robust, embodied, or together, flesh and blood, seeing, here, you know, all our senses are activated, and I think we want to make sure our kids live in that world more than the other one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any video game thoughts? We did not have. Hold I'm sorry. We we did not have the the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't there. We had three, six, and twelve when you guys were little. I think Sesame Street. I just wanted to play in the creek. Those are <laughs> channels. Three, six, and twelve. I mean, seriously. Papa had to go out to go from yes. six to twelve. Um, so yeah. so trust me when I say I feel for oh. you guys. Mm-hmm. The I see the pull of it. Mm-hmm. I see how engaged the children become with it. Um, and so trust me when I say we pray for y'all mm-hmm. as y'all try to raise children that aren't so um, so obsessed with that, that they're losing the real life that they're supposed to be enjoying. So our, our role in that is we have no advice because we, we did not face what you guys face. Our role is just to pray that God gives you guys wisdom as y'all try to help raise your children in a way where um, that's something that doesn't take over into their adult lives. Yeah, um, and we've so. probably said these resources, but I mean, TechWise Family is one of the best resources I've seen on this whole area of like technology, family. Mm-hmm. It's one of those like mind blowing, like, whoa, I didn't even realize mm-hmm. that, you know, central heat and air was a technology that divided families. Mm-hmm. Like those are like, yeah, it's like, what? We think what? about it what? before what? heat and central air. You had a fireplace and oh. all the family gathered around the fireplace oh, in I one room. Oh, I get that. What did heat and central air do? It sent everybody. Now the climate is the same in my room as it is in the living room. Now nobody has to be in the living room. They can be in their room. And it really, mm-hmm. now everybody gets divided. So just little things like that, it really hits on like, whoa, um, this is a really, really cool thing. So that's a good book. Um, Ten Ways Your Phone is Changing You, I think, uh, is, is a book I've heard a lot about. Yeah. Uh, what was the one we just read? Digital, uh, minimalism. Digital Minimalism. It's not a Christian book, though, but it's just got really good Really good stuff about, like, your phone. Yeah. It'll be a, applicable to your kids, too. So those are three mm-hmm. resources that I would yeah. highly recommend. And, and if I could say something, too, that, that I think in this day and age is also appropriate. You know, we talk about teaching our kids about God and to know God and love God. But I think in this day and age, with it being so heavy on video and tech, that parents need to also maybe teach their kids how to play. Mm-hmm. Some kids don't know how oh, to go yeah. outside and mm. play ball or go to the yeah. creek or get on the hay bales or, or do things like that. And so that may not be a kid's first instinct now because they are drawn to this other. But I think as a parent, if you'll spend time with them, uh, teaching them the joy of doing what you did as a kid, I think more of our kids will enjoy doing that. Uh, But we just got to teach them how to do that too. And and just the time that you're with your kids, uh, it's just amazing what they're going to learn from you as you share life with them and let them share life with you. Sometimes I think we forget it's just easier for us to do it ourselves, mm-hmm. rather than slowing down, investing in those kids and, and letting them uh, learn to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, as a parent, like, 
sometimes doing stuff that you don't like to do with your kid. <laughs> you know, I'm always tempted to like, hey, boys, let's go do something that I want to do. And, uh, you know, I don't really love basketball. I'll just be honest. I mean, I like watching it, but I don't love to play it. My kids love basketball, so I find myself rebounding shots a lot. And that's something that, you know, if my kids are like, I don't want to go, hey, let's go shoot. I'll, re- I'll just be the rebounder. And they love that. Like, they love it. When I just go out and rebound four and play, you know, one on three or, you know, two on two. Um, so I think just trying to find what does my kids like and how can I sort of enter in their world. And, uh, and then I played Madden uh, football with Finn on the video games on Sunday, which I don't, I don't like video games, but I beat him in Madden. So that was pretty awesome. So you can use video games for fun, too. We're not saying, like, don't do this. But make it about family. Make it about fun time. Um, and uh, Or use it to make them clean the room. Or use, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, good question. His second part of his question, this goes along with your friendship sermon, was on in-person friends versus online friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, uh, I mean, obviously I think you want more online, or I mean, in-person <laughs> friends. Uh, so here's the thing about social media online friends is you can have a whole bunch of them, right? There's hundreds and hundreds of hundreds. And I actually talked about this in the sermon. And what can happen is you can stay so connected to everyone that you're actually connected to no one. Um, But hey, Drew, we know you. Like, we consider you like, hey, I, I know some things about you. Like, I've got to meet you on the digital space. There's some really cool things. Like, we're talking to you in Seattle right now. So I don't want to minimize digital friendship because it can absolutely be there and it can add to life. But I think we don't want it to replace what we would say is true friendship. And that's, you need to have two or three people in your life that you actually call, that you actually go see that they know if you're having a bad day, that they actually are living life with you. You're rooted to them. Um, And so I think, yes, you can keep up with people. You can scroll social media occasionally. But when that's all you do and you can't call someone or go over to somebody's house because they don't know you, that's where I think real danger lies. Um, So I think those are friends you definitely need to have um, also. Yeah, good. Um, Okay. What about you, Dad? Facebook friends? How many (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, that question would make no sense, like, how many years ago? Oh, Whenever yeah, the like, yeah, our great-grandparents. Yeah, like, great what does that even mean, online yeah. friends? So yeah. that's kind well, of funny. And, 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 and I know this is going to be silly, but, you know, a few years ago in Brazil, I tried to just tweet, but I couldn't enjoy my mission trip from mm-hmm. yeah. trying to tweet something because I was more concerned about other people seeing what I was doing in Brazil than actually enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I struggle with that because I wasn't raised in that, that generation, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, Brother Ricky doesn't do Facebook. I do know those things. But please hear me say this. COVID changed my view mm-hmm. because without social media, without Facebook, without some of these things, uh, there would have been a time where we would have been silent for a few weeks. But praise the Lord, mm-hmm. because of social media, the word of God continues to go out. So I think like what you're saying, Corey, there's just a balance. And this is what Drew's question is. I think there's a balance that we must have in-person friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, we're going to have some friendships with some people who are going to live across the country, but those can't replace the in-person friendships. There's just going to be a time you're going to need a physical body. You're going to need that shoulder there. You're going to need somebody uh, to do life with in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so I love this question um, from Bethany Moorhead, and it says, I'm not a parent, but I'm an aunt. Um, how do I teach who God is to my niece and nephew? They are five and six. They are asking so many questions, and they watch the live streams with me every Sunday. Ooh, so that's awesome. super cool. What an awesome aunt Absolutely. you are. Yeah. Um, and I think this speaks to kind of what you were talking about, about you know everybody, whether you have children or not, you're a spiritual parent yes. to people, and especially people in your family. So yeah. would you want to... Yeah, Give her a little encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, um, Deuteronomy 6, very like, here's what you do to your house, to your kids. But then in the New Testament, yes, family is important, but family's not the be all end all. It's mm -hmm. like, even Jesus, like, hey, huh? my mom, no, really, it's those who love me, those who know me, they're my real family. And so you get this almost like Jesus saying, like, hey, family's not even important anymore. Like, don't even love your mom, don't love your, like, hold on. And of course, he's not saying that. What he's saying is your love for me should be first and foremost. But then we see really in the New Testament, um, people without family are considered family. Um, that if you, uh, and again, uh, in I think his, his book, um, The Storm-Tossed Family, Dr. Moore, he made the comment, and I shared it on Sunday, about if you're, you can't be a single Christian. There's no such thing. That if you're a Christian, you're actually part of a family. <laughs> you're part of the family of God. And so we see that as believers, we're all um, as Paul would tell Timothy, hey, to treat everybody as father, mother, sister, brother. Um, so in the family of faith, we all get to share responsibility of uh, teaching each other about the Lord. So, But mm -hmm. you as an aunt really get that great opportunity because um, not only are you hoping these little kids come to faith, but um, they're in your immediate family. And so I think that time you have with them, uh, man, love them well. Uh, you get to be less on discipline, more on like fun and excitement. So just make great memories with them, make life exciting for them and let them feel how much you love them and the Lord. And just like how much you love God, uh, really maximize those moments you get to see God work or you get to point something out. Um, so I think, you know, you're not the primary discipler of that kid, uh, they have parents, right? Um, so what you get to do is come and kind of be the assistant coach. You get to pour into their life and help them uh, and be that cool aunt that's going to get the questions that you get to come in and navigate through. Well, even as a grandparent, you know, obviously we're not mm -hmm. the primary um, folks that uh, are getting to raise these yeah. children. But just like yesterday, I had one of those moments where I feel like if if you're aware of your day, there are so many opportunities. Um, so Finn and I were um, home yesterday. Finn has uh, his little class yeah. has um, been quarantined. Yeah. So yesterday morning, Finn and I are checking calving pens. And we get to a place where the mama has just had a baby calf I mean, just had it. And so I was able to set the little grandson on a log and say, Finn, I want you to watch. See how God has made her to know what to do. She began licking the little calf, and the little calf begins to stand up, and he begins to search for. And I, it, was, it was one of those moments that I think they come to us all day long. And sometimes if we're not aware, we miss those teachable moments. But it wasn't just about watching a calf be born. You talk about the amazing things that God has created. Mm -hmm. And um, I think those are the moments that whether you're an aunt or whether you're a grandparent, whether you have them for an hour or two hours, 
being aware of the amazing things that happen to you during your day where you can point to a creator and a father and a, a God who has just mm-hmm. made a beautiful place for us and does amazingly mir- miraculous things every day right in front of us. And I think those are the best ways to teach little folks um, who God is. Mm-hmm. And that's the spirit of that Deuteronomy 6 passage. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. Whether you're getting up, you're going down, you're sitting in your house, you're, you're always aware of just making mm-hmm. your family, your children those around you aware of who God is and what God's doing. Yeah, I don't think it's aunts and grandparents. Like, you're also fresh a lot of times. Like, I think mm-hmm. as parents, it's like, just you're so focused on, like, <laughs> just get through the day and just, like, do I need to spank you today or not? Like, you're just trying to, like, oh, my gosh. Like, and sometimes you parenting they have those is kind of weary. Thoughts about our grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> we we might need to go I'm get those babies. Experience. I'm just talking about for all the parents out there. <laughs> yeah. um, but sometimes parenting, like your eye is so on like, you know, obedience, mm-hmm. discipline, that you kind of miss some of those moments where I feel like that's where grandparents and aunts and the, it can be at this refreshment of like, mm-hmm. you're not worried about. No, I like, have waited whether they all ate good or not today. week long. Yeah, I've waited like, all week cream. long for Let's my go. for my weekend time. Yeah. I've waited all week. So yeah. you better bet we are fresh. Yeah. We are ready. Yeah. And so, yes, that is a real yeah. uh, a real benefit yeah. to mm-hmm. being the, the, the people that, you know, aren't the full time parents, yeah. um, but just get to come alongside. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think when kids see consistency of like mom and dad are saying this, grandparents are saying this, aunt saying this, it makes it where mm-hmm. like, okay, this isn't just my parents. This is like all, you know, the people around me are talking to me about this great God. Yeah. And we and we do the same thing in backing up what they do because like, you know, at our house, talking about the video games, we only have a short period of time when they're with us on the weekends where they get to play video games. And they know that. And yes, they're going to, try to get a few extra moments but we always stand true that no this is how much time you've got and then as soon as that's over then they go back to doing the other things and so I think it's so important as grandparents that we realize we are the assistant coaches and then we back up the main philosophy of our parents but we can just do it in a real cool way and that's why they love us as Mimish and Papaw and all of us as grandparents and one day they'll understand what it really means to be grandparents exactly because y'all are going to have four times wow think of how many grandkids you're going to have y'all may not be as refreshed yeah Yeah, Grammy's on here and she said rules change somewhat at Grammy and Papaw's just saying. Oh, yeah. Grammy and Pappy, shh, you're not yeah. supposed to uh-huh. say that. You're supposed to say amen, Papa. Uh, I love it. So um, I, this is a little more, change the tone just a little bit, a friendship question. It's anonymous. Can you speak to how we go about confronting friends that may be in sin? Kind of walk through the process of approaching a friend in sin, and what if a friend is unrepentant? How do you go about being their friend if they still continue in unrepentant sin? That's a great, yeah, tough question. A yeah. great question. I like mentioned a lot. Do you want to start mm-hmm. this one, Dad? And then I'll, that that, I'll that very seldom goes well. We're gonna throw the ball to Ricky <laughs> yeah. on this one. Very <laughs> seldom does that go well. <laughs> no. Uh, I was thinking that was so easy. I'm gonna let the associate pastor yeah. answer that question. Don't want to hog the mic. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, it, it's 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 very tough. It's very hard. It, it will be the true test of, of friendship because uh, when we have a friend, uh, 
and they get into sin. And, and I'm assuming this question is referring to, uh, you, you know, not, not speeding tickets, not things like that. Mm -hmm. We're talking about sin that's going to have a tremendous consequence, uh, going to be detrimental to the person, possibly a marriage, possibly the children, a church, so forth. Uh, I, I think it's important that if we're friends, that we confront them, but we confront them in a loving way, not a judgmental way. And, and I want to say this. If we are a true friend to them, uh, we're probably not going to be surprised when it happens because if we've got a true friendship, there is a possibility we probably saw some signs. Uh, we didn't see it at the time because of our friendship, but when it does happen and we look back, we realize whoa, we, we started seeing this coming. And then we're going to feel real bad ourselves that we didn't catch it earlier. But once we know what that scene is, I think we go to them, we plead with them, we talk to them, we confront them, we do it in a loving way, not a judgmental way, and we talk to them about it. And hopefully they're going to be repentant. Many times they are not. Uh, if they don't come to us asking our opinion and we have to confront them, then generally they're not in a place of repentance. Uh, hopefully if they're a believer, they're aware that it's, it's a sin and it's sinful and you just talk to them where they're at. It's not going to be a one-time conversation. It's going to be a conversation that's going to take place over many days and many weeks depending on exactly what it is. Now, if they do not repent, uh, and of course depending on what this sin is, uh, there will be a, a time to where it's possible, depending on what the sin is, that, uh, that the friendship will be tested and probably fellowship in that friendship might be uh, broken for a, a little bit. Uh, but I don't think the relationship of being a friend has to be broken. Uh, but we can't give our blessing uh, to a friend who is in sin that's going to be detrimental to them, detrimental to the family, detrimental to the children, detrimental to the church. Uh, 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 we, we just can't do that. But I don't think we break the friendship. Uh, we're there for them. Now, but here's what's going to happen. There will come a time possibly to where you'll have to quit talking because uh, they're not going to listen and, and we're literally wasting our breath. And what we do is we cause them to pull farther and farther and farther away from us. But we want to continue to be in their life. We want to continue to check on them. We want to continue to pray for them. And then we just hope that when that moment does come that they fully understand what they've done and it's a sin against God and they won't help, then we hope that we're going to be, as their friend, one of the first ones that they come back to. And then we talk them uh, through that. And then hopefully a redemption can follow and reconciliation uh, can follow and cleansing from them uh, with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think too, and just in the friendship, you know, one of the calls is really to find like your three to four friends, you know. And I think sometimes these moments cause that person to get out of that circle, um, for you. And so, for instance, the text I was actually going to preach before I did John 15 was actually Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6. And Paul in verse 14 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? What fellowship light with darkness? What accord is Christ with Biel? Or portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has God's temple with idols? And it kind of goes on even further than that. Um, but the idea there was kind of look at the negative to show, okay, 
well, what is yoked to somebody? It's about having partnership. It's about having fellowship. It's about sharing a portion with that person. It's about being on the same page with that person. And that's what really, um, most of us take this like a marriage passage or like boyfriend, girlfriend, but really this is just your relationship with others. And it's saying, don't be unequally yoked, meaning those people that you really bond and man, you are brothers, you are sisters together. Uh, and sometimes when a brother or sister uh, sins and it's an unrepentant sin and is a, it's a constantly, then they break that, that yoke sense of, man, you're, my, you're my, one of my three or four like guys that I can fight in, that I fight with, and you've crossed out of that where now we can't be yoked together. In the sense of like, man, we're best friends and we, we share with each other. Now there's a little stepping out of, I still am going to be your friend and I'm going to still be friendly with you, but there can't be that like, man, I'm going to now just uh, share life with you like I did because we don't have fellowship now. Like there's light and darkness and you're in darkness and I'm in light. I'm walking towards Jesus. You're walking away from Jesus. There's just things that we're not going to see eye to eye on, and we're going to see that go even further away. Um, so, and that's devastating. Um, I can't think how many just guys I've had to walk that through. I had a guy Sunday after church come to me and say, hey, and I know the situation. Here's a friend who betrayed me, and here's what's happened, and just the crushing blow of that. And, uh, but we see, you know, there's sometimes that, and sin can take people places that we never would have thought they would win. Mm -hmm. um, and we pray for them. We still, you know, we reach out to them just like we would anybody. Like we want people to see and repent of their sins. Um, but we can't just overlook that and then be best friends. Um, because there's that, man, there's not a partnership. There's not that fellowship that we once had with a brother pursuing Christ or a sister uh, pursuing Christ. I think it's that they become more of that like... Um, Person I know, person I talk to, person I see, but it's not that friend that I'm always calling, always going over to because there's dark and light now, and those two things ultimately can't fellowship. Okay, well, we are out of questions and out of time. Man, we, good. That's, that's yeah. getting a lot of good feedback about Sister Salisa is what they're calling you on the <laughs> yeah, internet. Yeah. So, well, um, well, normally Mimish <laughs> is with the grandkids. That's right, so yeah. that's where Mimish is when all of these guys yeah. are doing the Q&A. But the, tonight, because of Rooted, mm -hmm. um, we let Kiki watch the grands. But from now on, Mimish will probably be <laughs> back where she belongs with the grands. Well, Everyone's loved having you. Well, on. thank you. I, and thank I told you. Mimish that everybody was going to be so oh, tickled. Yeah. She was for here. Sure, for sure. And I'm sure the grandkids did okay with Aunt Kiki tonight as well. Oh, I'm sure they're just well. having a blast. Yeah. So thank so you, guys. They're all in bed, tucked in. Hey, Katie, oh, yeah. I, I, I do want to say one thing <laughs> yes. to all of you parents. Uh, wow, Brother Ricky got to go to First Fruits Farm Sunday, and at 9.15, Shelly arranged it where I could speak to all of the children that were there in three different sections. We had them in the different lofts. We practiced the social discipline. We give them a little handout, and I want you to know your children were so respectful to me. They were so honorable. They wrote down. They took notes. They asked little questions. After it was over, they came up to me, and they talked to me, and I just want to thank you for the way you're rearing your children in the way of the Lord, because I literally got to teach them and they weren't talking with each other they weren't distracted they were listening they were tuned in and it was absolutely awesome so thank you thank you for being a part of this church and just know that you guys are doing a great job rearing your children and I just want to thank you for that opportunity that Shelly and you gave me Sunday it was neat
Yeah, and if you miss that, if your kids miss that, and you're, and you're like, hey, where do I find that? Uh, First Fruits Farm has a Facebook page. So you can go to the First Fruits Farm Facebook page, and that video is on there. Uh, so you can watch. You can have your kids watch it. That'd be a really cool thing to do at some time this week. And also for our teenagers, middle school and high schoolers, we have Hardened Student Facebook page. And uh, you can get Nick's uh, content that he delivered to them. So you can have your teenager um, hear that as well. And then if you missed the sermon, you can just check out here the Facebook page, um, YouTube, Vimeo, or our website. And so you can always check out the things here. Hey, and this, this thing that we do is also a podcast. Uh, so tomorrow, this will go live on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. <laughs> so if you have a friend who you think, hey, they would love to hear some of these questions, they would love to dialogue about this, share the link to them, because they might not want to sit and watch a whole video in front of their computer, but as they're driving, like I'm going to be driving a semi a lot tomorrow because we're in harvest, so I will be listening to just constant podcasts. So this would be one that if mm -hmm. I didn't do it, I would listen to it and be like, hey, I want to hear what they had to say about the sermon. So please, as you mow tomorrow, as you do whatever you do, you can have your headphones in, listen to us talk about some good questions and get some good content there. So share it on podcasts, listen again, uh, spread the word. We're not just on Facebook Live, we're also on podcasts. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful night. Mm -hmm.